Hello, everyone, and welcome along to this edition of Championship Drill, where we look back at all the championship action. And that's the EFL Championship in England. We look at the news, we look at some of the games, some of them were on tonight. We'll talk a little bit about the two teams that are in the League Cup, mixed results for sure. And given that we're going to have a massive break for the World Cup, we're also going to be starting a new World Cup show. And kind of as a little preview for that tonight, we'll have a bit of a chat about um, who we think might make the England team uh, the 26-man squad. Southgate is going to announce on Thursday. So uh, stay tuned for that as well. So we might as well go right into it. I suppose big news yesterday, we were we were talking about it kind of offline. Um, ourselves was, of course, uh, Hassan Hoodle sacked at Southampton. Mm-hmm. Immediately, they went after Nate Jones. He's been given permission to talk to them. Um, not surprising it could have gone for him, but I'm a little surprised. Yeah, at was the same he, time. Was he in the doghouse tonight, or is he actually? He was. Oh. This was his last game tonight. You know, ironically against Stoke, where we know he had a disaster of a time <laughs> when he was manager of Stoke. Yeah, it's just this. This is a big gamble, but you know what? He has to take it. Yeah. Like we can be. He's going to have to. I mean, Luton, I assume, are going to get, you know, rewarded for like, um, they'll have to get some sort of compensation. Yeah. The only worry I have now is like, who they put in there? Because if they don't, <laughs> they don't get the right man, they could be relegated. That that did. I mean, they lost two 0 tonight. Um, to Stoke, I suppose it's it's an awkward one, really. When odds are he's going to become the Southampton manager. Yeah. Um, like Luton have given him permission to go, essentially. Yeah, he's well. He's going to speak to him at the moment, so. Yeah. So assuming that goes well, odds are he's gonna he's gonna end up at Southampton manager. Now, yeah. the thing is. Like you said, is who do they bring in? But the good news, I suppose, with the World Cup coming up is it gives them a bit of time. Well, What's strange is if he was going to speak to him, maybe somebody else could have taken over tonight. I'm not, it's hard to know. Yeah, yeah. his head in it. Yeah, exactly. Hard to know. Oh, who knows? He might go up there and decide it's not for him. Um, I don't see that happening, but you never know. But the thing is, like, if it was me, I'd, yeah. look, I'd be looking at the Plymouth manager. Yeah, I mean he's he's doing that. That's who Luton should possibly go after if um if uh if he does leave. No, there is a chance he'll go talk to Southampton and he'll say, "Look, I'm going to need this and this and this if you want me to keep you in the Premier League." Yeah. And Southampton may say, "Look, well, we're not giving you that." Yeah. So yeah. it may become a case of, well, I don't want the job then. Yeah, exactly. Like you might go there and they're like, "You've no, you've no money, but we expect you to do what the miracles." And what I will say, if Southampton do point in for any Southampton fans listening who may not be familiar with the job he's done at Luton, how would you, how would you sum up the the job he's done at Luton for them? Like, uh, I suppose like, it just, it just seemed to click. I don't know what it is. It's just he went to Stoke. Him, he was at Luton twice. The man is passionate about what he wants. He knows what he wants. It's just. About getting the groundwork right, like background staff. Um, I think he'll need total control because if he had that at Luton, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's amazing. I mean, Luton are a very hard working team. I think that's one thing he'll get them doing, he'll get them working really hard. Yeah, um, very, very difficult team to beat, Luton. Yeah. Um, yeah. tonight aside, but then it's a Tuesday night in Stoke, 
Um, yeah. Really, really, uh, really, really hard to beat. And I think that that's what he'll make Southampton. I think he'll make them immediately. He'll make them very hard to beat. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and he he's very good at that. And I think that they could be onto a winner there. Southampton massive loss though for Luton. And like we said, we talk about their game. I suppose. Um, had they won tonight, they'd have been in the playoffs, given the way the other results went. Uh, it was uh, weird because after 13 minutes they were two down and I was thinking, oh God, this is going to be a, yeah. a disaster here. Yeah. Um, but it, it would kind of be a nice twist of fate, wouldn't it, that his last game for Luton will be away to Stoke. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even how bad things went from Stoke, it's kind of a, a little reminder that way. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, other... <coughs> I suppose other news... Um, before we go into the games and talk a little bit about other stuff. Um, we'll talk about Middlesbrough game in a minute. Uh, Akpom, racial abuse on Twitter again. It's it's something that has to, like, I know we've got a new a new owner of Twitter for now anyway. Um, but but something has to change yeah. uh, with people just being allowed to anon- anonymously abuse players and abuse anyone online, really. That's something that Elon Musk can fix. Yeah, uh, do passports and stuff to get profiles. Yeah, like we've talked about it before, so we won't go into it too much detail now. Um, but it's 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 something that needs to change. It's something where people need to be held accountable for that kind of thing, and you can't just be allowed to anonymously just have a go at people, especially racially abuse someone. Um, didn't put Akpom off. We'll talk about that later. Uh, when he he popped up tonight with a another goal, but uh, his manager, Michael Carrick. Um, you're a Man United fan. You've been a United fan for a long time. What about the job he's done? Oh, incredible! Like he even at United that time when he when he started, he got yeah. pretty decent results. Uh, yeah. He's he's a man who knows the game. I think he I think he could be a dark horse. I think they're one to watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean my the way I always feel about football, and it it, it doesn't always work out this way. I think um, on the pitch, I think defenders make the best captains. Yeah. I think midfielders make the best managers. Where are the, and yeah. I, I think it's because playing in the middle, they see everything throughout their career. Yeah. They see the they see the midfield, they see the defense, they see the attacking point of view, um, as well. So I, like, and you look at some of the managers. You look at our head at Arsenal, the midfielder the job he's doing. Guardiola, midfielder, the job he's doing. Yeah. You know, Zidane, the job he did, midfielder, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just think midfielders often do make the best managers. And Carrick, as well as being, you know, a very, very good midfielder for a long, long time. Four games, Middlesbrough, as we know, were really struggling when he came in. They couldn't buy a point, you know, let alone a win. Two wins and a draw in his first four games. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Hauled him out of that relegation battle. Somewhat, I mean, they're still they're still down in the relegation battle, but heading in the right direction. And you fancy maybe not a Nottingham Forest like rise to the top, but I don't know what you counted out. No, the thing is, like, take it again. Seven points off the playoffs, and then he has three, four, five months, five weeks of uh, working with them again before they come back. Yeah, could they do it? Could they do a Nottingham Forest? You know what? I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. I said uh, seven points off the playoffs only. Yeah, exactly. And they haven't lost one and five. They've lost. 
kind of going well. Going well. <coughs> I suppose if we go into yeah, you, the club scoring goals every week. Yeah, he scored again tonight. Big yeah. win tonight away from home, three 0 against Blackpool. Blackpool obviously one of the teams down there near the bottom. Had Blackpool won, Middlesbrough would have been in right trouble again. So it's good when you can beat those teams at the bottom for now and pull yourself away from them. Akpom scored again tonight. Um, he's one of those players, and you talked about him on the last show, yeah. that he needs to do that more. And he obviously, he must be listening in. Yeah. But suddenly he's scoring goals. Well, um, like the, the new manager gives a new lease of life to some, sometimes it just clicks. Um, I remember him at Arsenal when he was a kid and everyone rated him very highly as a goal scorer, as a finisher. He's big, he's strong, quick. He's got everything going for him. But for whatever reason, his career has never really gone well or gone right for him. But he's only 27. It's not yeah. like he's 37. <laughs> you know? Um, and there is a chance, you know, that he can start putting things together now. And uh, maybe, maybe, you know how some players just love playing for certain managers. Maybe Carrick is going to be the guy that finally brings the best out of him. And he's eight goals in 30 matches. Uh, I mean, he's flying it this season. Yeah. And they need that. I mean, Borough need that. Yeah. Uh, if we look at the other games that were on tonight, Birmingham 2, Swansea 2, and Troidini with a late equaliser there for Birmingham. Uh, yeah, again, they needed to not lose the game because they're on a run. Yeah, and again, chance missed for Swansea. You know, it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Birmingham, another team that are slowly climbing up that table. We highlighted it about what was it three, four weeks ago? Yeah. Um, uh, when we were talking about uh, was it was it Chong that was on loan there talking about how he fancied they were going to push into the top half soon because yeah. he obviously could see what was coming. Yeah. Um, and they're sitting tenth now, three points outside the playoffs after tonight's draw. Yeah, they have good young players as well. Yeah. Again. Um, are they going to be another one that like Middlesbrough? Could they, could they maintain it? I'm not sure. It it is hard to know, isn't it? But this season being tenth at this stage, they would have took that at the start of the season. Um, didn't really go well under Lee Boyer, but this the new guy oh. has definitely changed things around. Yeah, absolutely. He's turned things around for the club. And they're they're going well. Um, I don't think they're going to be in a relegation battle this season. Oh, I wouldn't think so. Uh, which is good. A team that are def- two teams that are definitely in a relegation battle at the moment are Cardiff and Hull. Um, huge win for Hull. Massive. Um, away from home. It was one of those where as soon as they went two and down away from home, you feared for them. Yeah. But great fight back, and you know, new manager in there, a senior. Yeah. Um. Put some level on points now with Cardiff after that one. Yeah. Uh, but it's just so tight at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, Regan Slater, two goals in two minutes. Yeah. It's a great, um, it's a great result. Great result. Obviously, Cardiff is going to be very disappointed. Um, yeah. And it's so, so tight. I mean, there is literally, you know, at the moment, 11 points between Wigan and 23rd and QPR in 6th. Yeah, it's it's ridiculously tight. The championship is this year. I mean, it's always kind of tight. We're not talking about ten games, and we're twenty games into the championship. Yeah, and there's eleven points between the team who were second from bottom and the team who were in the playoffs. I know, yeah. 
You know, you're talking about what four wins is, is all that's between them. That's the thing. Twenty six games to go. That's and it, it it's crazy. You think could, that could West Brom be the team as well? Um, I know they had no. Yeah. Game. I know they had no game today, but they're they won their last two. Yeah, won their last two game in hand. That if they won that, they'd climb out of the bottom three. Yeah. Um, but I suppose another team that we talked about, if they start winning their games in hand, can climb up the table. Are Coventry? They um big big win against Watford a few days ago, yeah. and uh, another nice win at home tonight against the Wigan team who were also struggling. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize how badly Wigan had fa- had fallen. Um, yeah. They're really struggling. I think they're the worst. They're the worst yeah. team in the championship at the moment. Yeah, they're not going well. And when you look at Coventry, they're up to twelfth. They've played two games less than most teams. Um, if they were to win both their games in hand, they'd be up there with QPR. Because I remember, was it two weeks ago, Coventry under bottom three? They were bottom for the longest time with They're their like, four games in hand. Yeah, they, they yeah, they did. Suddenly they started winning. And um, I'm just looking there at uh, Guy Caress, who got the, their second goal. Great goal, if people can watch it online. Wonderful, wonderful goal. Um, he basically turns his man on the halfway line and just runs from the halfway line with it. And a great finish because it, I think it's always hard to finish when you've that much time to think about what are you going to do. Exactly. Um, but it's a wonderful finish, a great goal. Again, um, scoring every again, I, we say it's about so many teams. But yeah, he, and he's another one of those players like in his kind of mid to late twenties that really needs to start, you know, pulling his weight a little bit. He's never been prolific like, anywhere he's gone, but he's done going, a decent job at Coventry. Where they're going as well, like they could be able to play off chargers. They could. I mean, they need to sort out what they're going to do with the stadium, um, but that's out of their hands at the minute, so there's nothing they can do about that. Uh, they've just got to keep winning football games. Exactly. Uh, one of the shocks at night, and there was quite a few today, uh, bottom club, Huddersfield, winning away from home against QPR. Uh, exactly. Now, big win for Huddersfield, obviously, because they were in danger of losing touch completely. Yeah. Like they needed those three points. I mean, they still stay bottom. I haven't seen the game. But, Awesome. You were warning us about uh, it was a few weeks back before they even went on a very bad one. Yeah, you were getting a little bit worried about QPR, yeah. and you fancied them to have a little bit of a dip yeah. before the World Cup. Yeah. Um, I, it's not been a great run. I think they've lost every game since the Wolves. He was linked with Wolves. Yeah, maybe um, they went to him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, and it's yeah, it's they're still in the playoffs, yeah. but they should be almost top of the table. But the thing is, like we were just talking about Coventry, they're only like four points behind them. Behind yeah, yeah, yeah. Coventry five behind them with two games in hand. Them. Yeah, so you know, Millwall are three behind them with a the game in hand. Exactly. And so then Preston are level on points. It's just goal difference. Swansea are only a point back. Luton are two points back. Birmingham are three points back. It's so tight. Yeah, and again, if you look at QPR's record, one win in five, yeah. and, and that's. One win in five was five games ago. So, yeah. and I mean, it is it is something you highlighted on the show. You fancied that they were going to have a bit of a dip. They yeah. have had a dip. And they are a, they are a club that are going to need to work up. Yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah, uh, great, great. To be fair, though, not taking anything away. QPR still they they still have to win. How does Huddersfield still have to win? So, yeah, it's a great result from. Uh, Great result for Huddersfield. Um, another surprise result, Sheffield United at home tonight. Win, you go top of the table. Everything is great. 
they lose one nil at home to Robin. What's even funnier is they be beat Burnley at the weekend by five goals. And they have been so, so good lately. Five goals at home, Jared, the other day. Yeah. But yeah. that said, Rotherham are another team that quietly pick up these wins here and there. And they're yeah. only six points off the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ogbeni is back. Um, they missed him when he was out for a few weeks there. Um, because he's having a great season. He's a player that they're going to do well to hang on to, I think, in January. For another assist again tonight. Yeah, I think they're going to do really well to hang on to him in January. I really do. Um, I just thought, yeah. He's, I mean, he's a guy we obviously know. He lives, you know, he comes from the area that I live in. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's from around this area. Um, he pops up to the bingo in the local hall every now and then because his girlfriend goes to the bingo when they're home. <laughs> um, really, really nice kid. Wonderful, wonderful player. Um, obviously he used to play for for us here as well. Um, but he, um, yeah, he's just, it's just clicked for him this season. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was always good when he was playing in Ireland. He was always decent in League of Ireland, and uh, he was always good, you know, in England. But it's really clicked this season. Yeah, a lot of, for his club and his country, he's done a lot of assists and a lot of goals. Um, a lot of assists, a lot of goals. Yeah, so um, he's one they're going to have to try and hang on to. Yeah. Uh, he won't have no World Cup, so he'll be very refreshed. Yeah, uh, he will. And he probably needs it coming back off the injury as well. Yeah. Um, Stoke, and like I said, as well without Benny, if he does come home, I'll uh, try and get him to come on and do a, a an interview for us for the show as well. Yeah. Um, talk about the season now. Um, Stoke 2 0 up or 2 0 winners over Luton. We talked about that earlier. Um, Stoke, another team that probably needed three points pretty badly. Yeah. Um, yeah. They start to climb up the table again. And then the game, I watched this game tonight. Uh, Watford dominated, right? Uh, the penalty was the most ridiculous penalty. I think people should watch. It was a corner, I think, came in. Cross, anyway, I think it was from a corner. There was probably three penalties. Um, the ref could only give one. And it was, it was something, I know you like your wrestling, Phil. And there was a big wrestling event at the weekend. It, it wouldn't have been out of place there. He, uh-huh. he, uh, like you say, there's times when you drag someone to the ground. He essentially body slammed him to the ground. <laughs> that was after two other Watford players had already been dragged to the ground. <laughs> and Tourette had his choice of which one he was going to give the penalty for. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then he obviously he gave the penalty. They took it away. They should have had more goals. Reading, uh, bad news for them, I think, is their goalkeeper went off injured um, with a foot injury. Now, apparently it came out during the game. It's not a broken bone. It looks more like it's just a twist to the foot. He went to clear a ball and the Watford player going for the ball as well. Keeper beat him to it. and He kind of stood in his foot. So you always worry about a broken bone in the foot. But seems like he's going to be okay. Um, Reading had to kind of somewhat go for it in the second half and they kind of got picked on the break near the end to make it 2-0. Uh, not, not, uh, not a great performance from Reading, but Reading are one of those teams. I don't know how they're thirteenth in the league. It's the it's the wins. They don't draw matches. Yeah, they're yeah. minus eight goal difference. Yeah, they have like two draws. Uh... Yeah. There's only two teams have a worse goal difference than them. You know, Hull. Hull. Those goal differences shocking because they've had a few hammerings. And Wigan. And um, uh, yeah, and Wigan. They're the only two teams that have a worse goal difference than Reading. Um, but yet Reading sit five points off the playoffs. Not crazy. 
really are actually ahead of Rotherham on the table. So it's it, it's kind of mad. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's the way it goes. So the table, I suppose, top six, Burnley, Blackburn in the automatic spots at the minute, Sheffield United, Norwich, Watford, QPR. And then just outside, we've got Preston, Swansea, Luton, Birmingham, Millwall. They're all within three points. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so it's, it's going to be exciting. I think what's great about this season is they're going to take a break for the World Cup and we're going to have no clue who's going to go down and who's going to go up. It's that tight. What date are they back on? Um, the League Cup, if you go through that, and we'll talk about those two games in a minute, comes back around the 21st of December. Okay. Um, if you're in the next round of the League Cup, the <laughs> matches then come back on the 26th of December, I think, is when the next round of matches are I'm only, I'm only asking because I clicked on Watford there a second ago. Yeah. And Watford have a match on the 11th of December. They might start bringing the championship back slightly sooner. I don't know. Um, I'm just curious. But it might be a case of um, of when are they going to bring them back? Um, they they may not take as much of a break, I suppose. Um, I think they they'll come back sooner. I think the World Cup final is the uh, I think the World Cup final is the 16th of December, some somewhere around there. Yeah. I think it's Saturday the third of December that the championship teams come back. Okay. Now, I don't think there's many championship teams are going to be missing four or five players. They reckon by that stage of the World Cup. But I imagine it's going to be a case of if a team does have like five players at the World Cup, their game might get postponed. Okay. And that'll yeah, weekend when they come back again. Because Sunland Midwall is on the Sunday the third. The third. Yeah, that's when they come back is third. Um, and then they don't play again until the tenth. So I think that's just a one-off making up the difference. Problem okay. is, it's it's any games that have been postponed. The second half of the season is so full. Yeah, it's going to be very very hard for them to fit in the game. So they're trying to fit in as many as they can before Christmas. But like I said, you've got that Sunderland Millwall game. They're probably looking at those teams need to make up. They probably reckon none of them are going to be there. When you're looking at the tenth of December. For when all the teams come back to the championship, um, at that stage you're probably at the World Cup semi-final stage. Yeah. <clears throat> so they probably reckon there's not going to be many championship players in the World Cup semi-final. Yeah. Um, the thing is, some of the players who are away for you know the likes of Wales or whoever they may be, some of the South American teams and that, um, depending how far they go, uh, clubs could be missing players just on the basis that they're just back from the World Cup, and they might need you know a few days rest or whatever. Uh, for me, it's going to be interesting to see how they play that. Like, if you go away, say, and play three games for Wales and they go out in the group stages, yeah, are you going to be able to then come back and um, play immediately for your club, just straight back? I assume you can, <coughs> because you're used to playing in the middle of the season. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the reason I say that, and I know people are giving out about, oh, it's a World Cup in the middle of the season, blah, 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 and it's, it's this and it's that and the other. Um, Afcon is always in January. Yeah, exactly. Um, and those players go away and come back and go. Literally, Thomas Partey for Arsenal last season got off the plane, and half an hour later came on against Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal when it comes to the players' fitness and getting them back training and back on the pitch. I do think if a player plays in a World Cup game, say on a Tuesday, I think they could absolutely play for their club on the Saturday. One hundred. Maybe off the bench. 
Yeah, 100%. I don't, I don't see why that wouldn't be the case. So, yeah, so we're going to have roughly, what, about a month off? Yeah, about um, a month, yeah. It's exactly a month, I'd say. There. I think the 13th, isn't that is the last fixtures? Yeah. Or the, yeah, the 13th, I think Burnley play Blackburn the 13th this weekend. And then the championship is back to 10th. So we'll have about a month off for the World Cup. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a strange one. Yeah, I suppose we'll talk briefly. Two sides in the League Cup tonight from the Championship. Uh, Burnley left it kind of late. Yeah, um, got the win in the end. Yeah, and um, Bristol City at home going out to link to um, who are they playing? Lincoln City, <laughs> or is that the other way around? Uh, Lincoln City, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Lincoln City knocked Bristol City out and uh, Burnley left the lead against Crawley 15 minutes ago before they took the lead. Uh, Lincoln actually took the lead in that game. Um, or Crawley, rather, I think. Did they, um, oh, and the, yeah, um, yeah, 3-0 Lincoln were up. Uh, kind of Conway got a goal back for Bristol City. That's a terrible result for Bristol City. Very poor. Um, um, you know, I know they're probably resting players and what have you, but still. Yeah. You know, I mean, Burnley made changes. And um, they to, they they went on. Uh, Crawley actually took the lead in that game, but didn't last long before okay. Burns got a goal. And um, Laurie then got two in the last ten minutes. Yeah, and tomorrow night, then, tomorrow night, then you have Blackburn. Um, yeah, some a lot of Championship teams in action tomorrow. Um, I have a look at. I'll actually have a look ahead and see who's who's actually playing in the AFL Cup tomorrow. From the championship, Blackburn. Blackburn are the only one. Blackburn are the only ones left. Yeah. Yeah. Derby are the in the competition. Yeah, a lot of the teams did go out in the last round. Yeah. Um. God, there's a few of them. Yeah. So at the moment, Burnley are the only championship team left in the tournament. Yeah. Which is uh, outside of Blackburn, who play away to West, uh, away to West Ham tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. We'll see how it goes. Um, so uh, I suppose have a quick look ahead I suppose to the, the fixtures that are coming up this week Friday Night Football Birmingham City against Sunderland 8 o'clock kick off uh, Saturday we've got a couple of good ones Bristol City Watford Bristol City really need to get a win yeah. points Cardiff Sheffield United um, fear for Cardiff City in that one Sheffield United on a bad run they're in a bad run, but yeah, I don't know. I think someone's going to come on the wrong end of a hammering at some stage because of that. Uh, Coventry home kick Queen's Park Rangers. That's not where Queen's Park Rangers want to be going. <laughs> They're on a bad run of form. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, Huddersfield Town home to Swansea. Um, again, you'd expect Swansea to win, but Huddersfield good win. Hull yeah. Reading. Uh, I mean, that's a, a toss of coin for me, that one. I'd say Hull will take them. Yeah, Luton home to Rotherham. We know, like, I don't know, will Luton still have Jones as manager? Will they not? Will someone else be there? Who knows? But they're going to be hard to beat at home anyway. Uh, Norwich, Middlesbrough. Norwich really need to start picking up points again. Good. You know, they've come back a little bit in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. But uh, Middlesbrough doing really well, like we touched on under Carrick. So that's going to be a tough one. Preston, Millwall. That's a big one in terms of for the playoff picture. Yeah. Um, if Preston are serious about making the playoffs, that's a game they've got to win. Likewise yeah. for Millwall, you'd say. Yeah. Uh, West Brom, Stoke. Uh, big chance for West Brom if they win that one to yeah. get out of the relegation zone. And then two teams who were down near the bottom, Wigan, who were in the relegation zone, Blackpool, who were just outside it at the minute. Wigan, Blackpool, that's a big game at the bottom. 
yeah, uh, yeah, like it's hard what to call. I mean, in my head, I think four. Could be. It, it could well be. So we will leave it there for the championship side of things, I think, and come back after the games at the weekend and uh, before the World Cup, unless there's other things going on for you. No. I think that's it. So, like I said, Wild World Cup is on for that month. Probably every day, kind of short, kind of 20 minutes, half an hour kind of thing, looking yeah. at the games, depending on how many games are on. And we'll do kind of a preview of the World Cup as well. But just while you're here for kind of a taster, uh, Garrett Southgate names his English team on Thursday. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see who he puts in the squad, I think. Yeah. Um... I mean, if we if we want to go kind of front to back, or from uh, back to front rather, I yeah. think the only thing everyone is going to agree on, and maybe they won't, um, is the three goalkeepers he's going to take. Yeah. Are most likely going to be um, Ramsdale and Pope backing up Pickford. Yeah. But, and that's only going on who he's picked. But I think, is it Ramsdale who instead of either Pope or Ramsdale? I don't know if he will. I don't, know. I don't think he will. But I think that's the only other goalkeeper who might have a chance. Yeah. No, I think he'll go while he tries. tries I think to... so. Um, yeah. It's a weird one. The defence is where it's going to be really, really weird. Yeah. Um, like, I would. The reason I, is it. I wouldn't bring Trent. I think. Okay. If we if we look at the defenders, so who are they going to who are they going to, to pick if you were to look at um if you're to look at the back and I'll see can I get um, a list of potential players up here and I think McGuire is um, going to go for because Southgate is obsessed with him. Yeah, I I don't know why he's a player that I think yeah yeah he's obsessed. Uh, he really is like. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know if it's true, but apparently he rang Ten Hag to tell him to that he better play Maguire. <laughs> yeah, would... it's a strange one, I think. Yeah. To know, um, if we go through it, goalkeepers, you'd say there. So your defenders, how many defenders is he going to take? First off, we don't know, but you're looking at. Um, I think the ones that are definitely going will be, like you said, Maguire. I think he'll bring Maguire because he just will. Yeah, he went one hundred percent. Um, I think he will be. So, if we put in our goalkeepers, who we think we think Pope Ramsdale and Pickford. Yeah, that that would be the them there. Right. Yeah. Uh, we'll go for the short things, and then we'll come back and decide how we're going to pick the rest. Very limited in midfield, by the way, in terms of what they have. So yeah. Stones will go. Shaw will go. I think Maguire will go. Yeah. Um. Then it gets kind of tricky. Um. The reason being. Uh, will Trippier go? Is he going to be fit enough to go? If he's uh, he go, if he's fit, he goes because he's. If he's fit, he goes. I think yeah. So now you're looking at who else? They have Trent. Uh, for me, Ben White has to go. Um, I think he's been England's best defender in the league this season. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't played for England since 2021. Yeah, that's that's that's. Um, but I think. It's crazy if he doesn't bring him because he can play, you know, he can play in midfield in an emergency, but he can play right back. 
where I mean Mason Mount I didn't even think was playing the other day. He kept him so quiet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and if you think like Ben White has been playing right back, so you're saying he's playing kind of out of position for Arsenal. Yeah. He's been up against the season already, the likes of like Diaz and Nunez when they played Liverpool. He's been up against Zaha Palace, he's been up against Mason Mount. Yeah. He's been up against some very, very good players and they've hardly kicked the ball against them. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I would bring Ben White. Uh, Kyle I, Walker is another one. I'd bring him, but he would be a starter. And no, with that, you already have three. If you're, if you're bringing White, you've already now got three right backs in the squad. Yeah, that's why. I and think, we know Gareth Southgate loves a right back. Trent Alexander uh, plays home for me. I think Dyer probably goes. Uh, more than likely, yeah. Yes. And then it's who else do you now take? Like John Stones, Cody. You've got, Cody. Stones is there, we'd say. You've got Reese James might not be fit. Doesn't look like it. Connor Cody, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Chilwell looks like he's going to miss out because of injury. Yeah. Uh, then it's like who? Tamori, who's not having a great season in Italy. Yeah. Um, Dunk, who's having a great season, but will he take him? Probably not. Probably not because he won't. He, he don't like risks. Uh, Tyrone Mings, who's possibly the worst centre back in the world. Um. <laughs> You know, and I mean, even Eric Dyer, who he just seems to love for some reason, is they're having like Dyer, Maguire, Mings, they're all having terrible seasons. Yeah, what about the Lada Palace? Uh, which guy is that? Mark Gucci, maybe. And Gahey's another one, but I think if he's going to bring someone else in there, um, is it a case of one of White? Trippier or Walker loses out for someone like Junker or Connor Cody, so they have another centre back. Yeah. Um, like I look at that squad, and Luke Shaw's the only left back in the team. Like if yeah. Chilwell doesn't make it, I it's don't know who else of, they can take. It's kind of mental when you look at like, look at that, right? Um, um, when you look at Reese James, I think it's going to be one of Reese James or Alexander Arnold, and I think if Reese James is fit, Arnold misses out. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, like they're going to do make left backs, and that that never works. No. I mean, it, it's it's going to be weird. The reliance on... Because Chilwell can play left-back, obviously, but he's injured. So yeah. I think if Chilwell is fit, he goes. Because they need another left-back. Yeah, but the thing is, if they don't have left-backs, are they going to sacrifice playing three centre-backs? Possibly. Possibly. Um, and and that's that's where I think you can, someone like Ben White can help you because he can play as three at back. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. to allow you to do that. It, it's going to be a strange one. Because, like I said, I don't know who else is going to go. I reckon if I reckon it's it's between uh, Reese James, White, and Alexander Arnold, uh, because I think he's probably going to take either Connor Cody or Lewis Dunk. He's because I think he needs another centre back. I don't think you can go in with Stones, Maguire, and Dyer as your only centre back. Oh, but I maybe Ben White gives him an option there as a fourth centre back. Exactly. Like I would, um, I would bring Trent if it was me. I don't think Trent goes to the World Cup. I really don't. I think, I think he's going to miss out, and I think it's going to be something that's either going to work really well for him in terms of he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and something to prove, yeah, or it's going to drain his confidence and he's going to go down the road of Deli Ali, who is I don't know where he is at the moment, but he's not playing well. Well, he, the guy in Turkey, the manager, Turkey or somewhere, yeah. Well, the manager uh, gave out about him the other day saying that he's useless. Yeah, and he is, and he shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, but he's wasted his talent. And Alexander Arnold, 
is he has a great cross on him. Yeah. You know, he can whip in a ball. He's one of the best passers that the English team has. There's no doubt about that at all. But he can't defend. I mean, he should have given away a penalty at the weekend. That's a penalty in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting away with that in the World Cup, pushing yeah. someone in the back. And no. um, he's been at fault for, I'd say, at least 50% of the goals Liverpool have conceded this season. Especially in the last few weeks. And uh, teams are targeting him. Yeah, he like you said, he can't defend, so... Yeah, and they've for years talked about well, we see his long term future in the midfield. I think it's time to think about that yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, if he can't defend, you have to try and push him further up the pitch. Yeah. So, there's the defenders that we'll leave on the midfielders. There's not a whole lot to choose from here. Uh, um, probably like I mean, Bellingham and Rice are definitely going. Yeah, you would imagine Henderson will go, uh, Jack Reedish will go. Grealish will go. Or Phil Ford will go. Yeah, Mason Mount will go because I think, you know, unless Mount actually, you know, stabbed the rest of the team, I don't think Southgate would drop Mount. James Madison is the one that I'd be kind of iffy I about. I think that's where you're in trouble. If you if you take the five of them, and yeah. the five being Mount, Rice, Bellingham, Henderson, Grealish, yeah. if you take the five of them, is there room um, for much more? No if you were to take one more player, probably, which you probably would have to take one more, you're looking at Madison Ward Prowse. I know, I know Calvin Phillips is back, but he's been injured all season. He can't go to the World Cup. You also need wingers as well, like Saka. Yeah, they'll be they'll be more in the forwards, I think they counted as, but um so just for like your midfield options, if you have the five of them, you're looking at four players then in Madison Ward Prowse, Phillips and Loftus Cheek. Yeah. Like I think it's crazy if Madison doesn't go. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. But will Southgate pick Phillips even though he's only played once this season and is just back from injury because yeah, he loves him so much? It's a weird one. It's re- I think he will bring, He will pick Phillips 100%. Like for me, Madison goes ahead of Phillips. Yeah, same. I agree. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Now, in terms of their forwards, this is where it'll get interesting. Kane is going to go, Foden will go, Saka will go, Rashford will go, Sterling will go. Yeah, that's four. There's, there's five of them are going to go. Yeah. You're probably looking at... Two more. Maybe two more. Yeah. And you're talking about probably Calvin Lewis at Everton. Don't think he's going to go. Oh, I don't think so. Um, Sancho, will he go? No, not, he'll miss out. You no. know, Ivan Tony, Ollie go. Watkins... They will, none of them will go. I think Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson, you reckon? Yeah. And one totally out of left field is Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck and also as well Tony Abraham. Um, yeah. He's, um, well he's I, think, I think Abraham, Tony Abraham might, might go as well. Um, and if it was Wilson and Abraham, I suppose that's the way it's going to go. It's going to be two from Calvin Lewis, Bowen, Tony, Abraham, Sancho, Watkins, Wilson, or Welbeck. I don't think Sancho goes. I think he's too poor. Like he's... I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily go with Welbeck generally. Yeah. But I think one of the reasons I go with Welbeck is um like that I think Welbeck has a chance is sometimes players just do really well for the national team. Yeah, exactly. And Germany have had a few of them over the years, where I think in the 2002 World Cup. They'd allowed to score like three or four goals for them in the World Cup, who was playing the whole season. 
at Bayern Munich's reserves. I don't think he even played a game for Bayern Munich that season. Yeah. Um, and he was taken to the World Cup and he was scoring goals from because he just plays well when it comes to playing for the national team. Yeah. And Welbeck seems to be one of those. Yeah, I think I think you could be right. Plus, as well, he's um, he's awkward. And he's just off the bench. He can hit a ball. It's you know, he's cre- it's just but I don't think he will go. Yeah. Just saying that. I'm just saying I think he's someone they're going to think about. Because, yeah. you know, Brighton are going well this season. And he's yeah. playing a lot of games for them. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but yeah, it's tough to call. I think Ivan Tony will be unlucky if he doesn't make the squad. Yeah, I don't. Because I don't know what else he can do. Yeah, yeah I don't. Um, think I think, likewise, Jared Bowen at West Ham. I think if he doesn't make the squad, he's going to be asking himself, what else do I need to do? Mm-hmm. Um. And if it's a case of, well, you need to be at a bigger club, then that's just kind of ridiculous. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, who goes and who stays. I think it's it's really, I think it's going to be interesting to see does Ben White go for me. Yeah. Uh, because he hasn't picked him in a squad for over a year. Yeah. But like I said, I think he's probably England's best defender this season. Um, maybe John Stones is, is, is also having a good season at, at uh, Man City but like you like the other ones we talked about Dyer, Maguire mm. Trent they're not having good seasons no um, that's the problem and then it just takes that one player that's not having a good season to ruin your whole World Cup yeah mm. um, you know so for me if it was me if you're picking on form it's the likes of Connor Cody who's not having a good season yeah. Really, it's like Lewis Dunk, who's so so solid and has been for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, but maybe he's not what the fashionable club, so maybe you don't take him. I don't know. Um, likewise in the midfield, like it's it's going to be whoever misses out is going to feel hard done by. I think in that midfield because Madison, like everyone wants Madison to go. Yeah. Um, but then if you're James Ward Prowse, mm-hmm. who's essentially a one-man show at Southampton. He essentially kept them up last season by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, he'll be wondering, what do I need to do to, to make a team? And I think the likes of Ward-Prowse, Loftus-Cheek and Madison, if Phillips has picked ahead of them, yeah, that's something they're not going to be too happy with. No, it's also as well questions should be asked. Uh, yeah, and I, I think they will have to be asked. And I know Phillips has been very, very good for Southgate on, you know, uh, in the midfield, very, very good on their run to the final that time. Yeah. But it's only played once the season. Exactly. For Man City. Yep. Exactly. Are but, you really going to have to, you're going to have to work him back. So maybe he plays for Man City tomorrow in the League Cup. And yep. maybe he gets minutes at the weekend. But three appearances going into the World Cup. Yeah. He's not going to be fit, match fit enough to play in a World Cup. No, no. Exactly. And it's not like a normal World Cup year where you'd have three or four, you know, warm-up games. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, not long to go now. Not long at all. Not long to go now at all. And uh, Thursday we'll see how our predictions came, and we'll see how they go, and we'll have a little chat about who did go. Um, you know, a few other squad announcements, and that we'll talk about more in the build-up. I thought it was kind of um, Brazil squad was kind of interesting, and that was announced yesterday. Yeah, like. Um, I don't understand why Arsenal's defender was left out. Um, 
I don't either when you have like um you know Danny Alves who's essentially my age I'm 42 I think Alves is 39 yeah, yeah, um I I don't know how uh how he's getting in the team ahead of Gabriel I also don't know how um Germano at the beginning of the week can't remember his name gets in ahead of him either but at the same time um I watch Gabriel play a lot he is prone to the odd error here and there um but then what young defender isn't so yeah. I think maybe he feels he needs that experience at the back, maybe. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, what is it? 73-year-old Thiago Silva? <laughs> um, Thiago Silva's 38 or something, isn't he? Danny Alves, 39? Yeah, exactly. I mean, doesn't get more experience than that, I suppose. Well, the only, um, their weak link is their defence. Their defence isn't great. It is. And the centre-backs aren't bad. Like, you know, given out about Thiago Silva's age, he's very good still. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea lose the game to Arsenal about 7-0 if he wasn't playing the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's still very, very good. But they don't have full-backs. No. Like, they're playing like, that was That was the thing, too, growing up. Like, Brazil, they always had, you know, Cafu and, you know, Roberto Carlos. And they always had really good full-backs. Yeah. You're looking at Alex Tellez, like at Sevilla, as being one of their full-backs, probably. And Sandro from Juventus. Yeah. Um, who's not having a great season. So it's it's going to be interesting with Brazil that way. I think, even though I'm happy for you know uh, Gabriel Martinelli, he's having a great season. It must be said. Yeah. But it's unusual, I think, for a Brazil manager to pick a player like that. Well, yeah. He's only 21. He's only played a handful of times for Brazil, not very many. Yeah. And he's leave, and he's in the squad ahead of Bobby Firmino. Yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> um, I also think it was slightly strange that he's taking Martinelli and Ricarlison and um, a, a few others out there as well. Um, Rodrigo. Right. Um, like, we know their front three is, is going to be... Um, it is going to be... Uh, what's his name that was at Leeds? Rafinha. Rafinha. It's going to be Neymar through the middle and it's going to be... Um, Young fella from uh, Vinicius, Vinicius Junior. He's going to be out on the left hand side. Yeah. That's going to be their front three. Yeah. So the likes of Rodrigo, the likes of Martinelli, the likes of Ricarlison, the likes of Gabriel Jesus. They're going to be the the kind of backups. Yeah. Um, which is frightening, actually. Now when you talk about it out loud, that yeah. four of those are the guys they have to come off the bench if they need a goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know. That's terrifying. Um. And they've got Anthony as well in the squad, don't they? Yeah, he's not a forward yet. Yeah, so I mean, that's terrifying, their attack. Yeah. Uh, and they then the likes of, did Fred make the squad? He did, did he? Yeah, they also had a young fella, Pedro as well. Pedro, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's terrifying, that squad. Yeah. And Casemiro then with all that experience in the middle. Yeah. And he's done well for United. I, you know, he's been a bit off the pace one or two games, but... What's to expect is, but he's getting that bit older now as well. He is, he is. So, Brazil definitely the favourite. Let me talk about it more, I suppose, when we do the build-up. But there's definitely weaknesses in that team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, their defence. <laughs> so, will we leave it there? Come back after the weekend. And uh, after that, then we'll start getting into the world for previews and that kind of thing as well. Sounds good. So, thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will uh, be back with you again after the weekend's matches. Cheers.